0: Hey girlfriends, welcome to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. We're your host Miyosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture, and all things womanhood.
1: All right, guys. So today we have a special guest with us. I'm really excited that she's joining us. Um, Her name is Stephanie Cooper, and I'm going to let her introduce herself.
2: Thank you. Thank you both for having me on. Again, like Samaria said, my name is Stephanie Cooper. I am also a podcast host. I have a podcast called Broken Into Beautiful, and it is just a platform where myself and other women come on and we talk about those hard things in life that kind of took us down to maybe even the lowest point in life where we just did not know how we would get out of it, but we were able to. And out of those hard situations became some beautiful stories, whether it was a podcast, a book, um, your own business, or just healing, you know, that it was just the beauty out of that brokenness. And so that's the podcast. I also have a 30-day devotional for women. It's called Talitha Coam, Little Girl, I Say to You, Get Up. It's just a 30-day devotional where you have a scripture and then we just talk about how to apply that scripture to life. Um, very applicable, whether you're a teenager an adult, you know, <laughs> we all kind of have our struggles and go through some of the same issues. So um, we have that. Also, I actually have a wine business too. I don't even know if you knew that, Samaria. <laughs> I did not know that. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's called One Hope Wine with Stephanie and uh all of that is linked into my instagram and, and everything but yeah it's just my little other venture to uh increase income and also i like to use it to raise money uh because i do mentor team moms with the organization and so however i can raise money for that or for any other causes, you know, I just, I like being out there in the community and helping out any way that I can. And so that's one thing that I like to do with my wine business. Oh. Um, yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, I did not know that. Uh, we'll um, <laughs> link everything in the show notes so that way people can easily access um, the podcast, the book, the one I cannot lose. <laughs> I did not know that.
0: <laughs> that's such a nice surprise. It yeah. really is. It is. <laughs> okay. all right so we're gonna jump into our first segment today which is called girl what's good and in this segment we just talk about things that we've been loving for the past couple of weeks it could be a book a store a bottle of wine so we will let our special guest kick us off with what's been good with her
2: you know I've been trying to figure out like one thing to say and I, I just can't like right now, the thing I have really been enjoying the most is my life because I've been through so much lately. And so just uh, having the job that I have, the new friends living in this new area, hanging out with people and family, of course, wine, music, TV, like I couldn't just pick one thing because I'm just loving all of it right now so
1: <laughs> I love that listen if it's okay. all good it's
0: all good and we celebrate that with you okay?
2: right yeah okay.
0: <laughs> that's such a beautiful place to be in so for me my girl what's good this week is called dossier perfumes and um, I don't know if you know this Samaria but I've become kind of like a perfume smell good junkie. I feel like within the last two years, yeah. Why are y'all not surprising not... me today? <laughs>
1: <laughs> today surprise, Samaria. day.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I love, you know, I guess you'd say the more reputable high-end perfume brands, the most notable ones, Dior, Chanel. I enjoy those, but for me, I don't always like to commit to a full bottle. And I want to get the full experience. I want to try. And I can't say that I'm a perfume connoisseur and I understand all the notes and a perfume sommelier. I don't even know what you would call it, but that's definitely not me. (laughs) That's definitely not me. I'd say I'm more of an amateur perfume um, buyer, but I love Dossier because it gives you the opportunity to experience a higher-end luxury brand perfume, but it's in a dupe form. So it's not the exact thing It's somewhat, I would say, replicating it, but not exactly. So it gives you all the notes without the full commitment of the bottle. And in the past, I have tried Scentbird, which is basically like sample sizes of higher end luxury brand perfumes that I enjoy for like travel, throwing in your purse. But the the sizes are still pretty small, so dossier I feel like is a nice in the middle where it's giving you a bigger bottle, and if you really enjoy it, you can go out and actually buy the perfume. But if you get a few sprays in or even halfway, and you're just over it, you don't feel like you're being wasteful. So yeah, dossier perfume, that's my what's been good for this week.
1: I really um I've heard about Scentbird, and I really want them to sponsor us in the future. 2022, <laughs> whenever we make our vision board. <laughs> (laughs) I'm going to have some
0: burn on there because I would love that. Yes. And I've actually used, I used it for a while and they definitely come in handy. It's good. I just sometimes wish the bottles were bigger. Yeah.
1: Okay. So my what's good is a YouTube channel and it's called wine and chill. It's this lawyer who. Reacts to like pop culture cases. So when uh, they had the Jesse Wu and Karen Civil, I think she talked briefly about briefly about like astral World and everything that's going on with that. Yeah, so she talks about these like headline, you know. Um, lawsuits that are going on and gives her opinion. She also talks about like, oh, well, this is the likelihood of this happening. And if they want to prove this, here's what they'll have to do. And the last two Girl What's Goods have been law related. I promise I'm not interested <laughs> in being a lawyer, but I guess that's the stuff that I'm just gravitating towards right now in life. But yeah, it's a uh, Wine and Chill with Stephanie and she just gets on her channel pulls up, you know, whatever is public knowledge on these
0: cases and talks about them. And I I'm living for it right now. <laughs> okay. I actually I feel like I did I don't know the name of the channel, but did she just cover Dana Chanel? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I have seen her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I, I love her channel. Okay, so what we're gonna do is jump into our topic for today. So our topic is starting over from scratch, starting over in life. And that's exactly why we have Stephanie on because she has such a wonderful story. So today is gonna be a little bit different. We're gonna have her, you know, share a few things about her journey. And we wanted to do this close to the end of the year because I think she has a really inspirational story. And I think going into the new year, you know, people sit down and reflect on things that are going on in their life. And should anybody be experiencing the things that maybe you've experienced, Stephanie, I would love them to, you know, just be able to have somebody to relate to have somebody who has gone through those types of things um, share. And there's one quote from your very first episode of your podcast that I just felt like I had to share. <laughs> and I know you're oh. a quotes person. So. <laughs> but have you ever had somebody use one of your quotes? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so you said, when you go through all this, you feel like you're buried, but you're not actually buried. You're just planted. Oh, yes. I thought that was such a good quote. So if you don't mind, um, would you like to talk about maybe the different areas where you've had to start over?
2: Oh, girl. Oh, man. So (laughs) I was in the military. So you move around and you start over a lot in the military. So that's one area. But I think um, being in the military kind of helped me prepare for life and having to start over um, and doing it kind of alone. So when things when things happen, it's like oh, okay, I, I just gotta get past. But um, one of the major things that happened to me was um, I got married, and then not even two years later, I ended up my husband left me, wanted a divorce, and I ended up moving back to Atlanta. I was in Louisiana at the time. I moved back to Atlanta to attempt to get my old life back and that did not work out so well. Uh, I started back with my old job just trying to get my life back to what it was but it was like completely flipped over and I really had to like let it go and start over and that was a little more challenging than I thought it would be but apparently I handled it with a lot of grace because people told me that they had no idea that th- these things were going on with me because I was always smiling, always doing things and just, you know, had really great spirits. But on the inside, I was just torn apart and just, ooh, it was really bad. But I had to realize that Uh, It put me in a space where I was always the, I'm always the one usually giving and doing for people, but having to start over in this manner, put me in the spot where now I needed people to give to me and do for me and help me. So it put me on the other end of the uh, spectrum. And I even went through some hard times, like suicidal thoughts and, Uh, just imposter syndrome, thinking that, and also blaming myself for a lot, and really, really embarrassed, embarrassed that I had gotten married, and it didn't even last two years, and then moving back to Atlanta with all my friends and family, and just kind of hiding, I kind of went into a shell, and I started hiding, because I was embarrassed, but I kept going to therapy and (laughs) therapy was a big factor in helping me with start over, starting over. And, um, I was able to come out of it. And I think, June of 2020, I actually left Atlanta and moved up to the DMV area. I was planted, not buried. And now I'm starting to see some blooming and some things coming up out of the soil. So it proves that I wasn't dead. I was just planted, you know? So, yeah.
0: So, Stephanie, from those different areas where you've had to start over, what do you feel like is the one thing you felt like you would miss once you realized that you had to start over and it it doesn't have to be from when you moved or when you, I guess, were coming upon your divorce. It can be from any, at any point where you've had to start over.
2: Um, I would say it would always be people, you know, uh, having to move and make new friends and missing my family. So, it would always be my people, my community, whether family, friends, church. Those are the things or the that I thought about the most. Like, oh, now I got to go through this all over again. It takes me forever to find a new church home, and so uh, you know, it's the people.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely could understand that. So you mentioned earlier how there were some feelings of embarrassment. Do you think that you going through these different time periods of you starting over? has made you to feel more guarded or less interested in being vulnerable? Because I think definitely like our friends and super close family, you know, they would be understanding and maybe know more about the situation. But I do know you mentioned in your podcast that you are a very social person. So going through these different periods of starting over, do you feel like it made you more guarded or less guarded? And even today, do you feel like that's different than maybe you felt while you were in it?
2: Um, I would say in the beginning, um, maybe with other situations, I felt more guarded. But however, now with the last situation, I don't feel as guarded and it's easy for me to be vulnerable. I mean, I pretty much put my business out to the world on a podcast. So yeah, it's not, um, I'm not as guarded now. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm an open book. I'm really transparent and it's not hard for me to open up to people and let them know
1: man I, I love that you said that because i do think having any type of platform really helps with that like when i started yeah. my youtube channel i was a certain way now i'm a little bit more comfortable with just like you know sharing certain things you know there are things that i feel like are still off limits <laughs> but um <laughs> like just knowing hey someone else can benefit from my vulnerability It kind of pushes you, you know, if you're a decent person and you want people to learn from, you know, your your experiences, I think it does push you to be like, you know what, I'm gonna take a step out here and share this with you guys and hopefully Uh, You know, something comes from it. But I also will say, uh, when I was listening to your podcast, uh, I saw you during that time. So as you were talking, I was like, this timeline, like, I'm pretty sure we were at like a Halloween gathering. Was it 2019? And I was one of those people who was like, oh, you know, she just, she looks great. It's Stephanie, you know, I'm glad to see you. And um, yeah, so it just, I guess it goes <laughs> to show, I don't know what it goes to show. Like a part of me is like, man, I wish I would have noticed something was wrong, but also what, what could I have done? I guess it goes to show like, even if you are going through something, you know, sometimes you on the outside maybe you're good at hiding what's going on or
2: it's like that uh you I can't remember the name of the commercial it's the depressing commercial where they always have like the stick with the little smiley face on it so you holding up the smiley face but behind that smiley face you're like in tears yeah Um, that's what that time was like for me it was like whenever I was around and like people had to pull me out And so um, whenever I was around, I just put that little smiley face on and just (laughs) pretend like, oh, I'm good. Everything's going good. You know, but that was not the truth. But how could you even have, you know, you wouldn't have known. And a lot of times that's how it is with us. We are so we hide it and. We end up going through things alone because nobody knows, because Mm -hmm. we're always, we're smiling, we're saying everything is fine and everything is good and it's really not. So we end up going through things alone because they can't tell.
1: Right. And I, I was going to ask, because you said you are a person who would always be giving and then you had to be in a position where, you know, other people would, you know, give to you. Did you find it difficult to ask for help? Like, how was that transition from, oh, I'm the giver to now I have to receive?
2: That was very hard. Yeah. Hmm. Um, like very, very hard. I, I I think about when I moved into the apartment, I didn't have any furniture. All I had was what fit in my car, me, my dog and whatever fit in my car. And that's all I had to my name. And just sleeping on the floor in the apartment and just trying to figure out how am I gonna get through this? It was really hard for me to ask people to help me because I wasn't used to being the one needing help Mm.
0: which is so crazy because if you're that person always giving it you would think just for us in general as women who are used to giving and kind of having it all together you'd think like okay well now is the time when I need it but those are the moments where you're like I really don't want to be asking for that's that
2: pride
1: (laughs) (laughs) it is it'll sneak up on you
2: yeah you don't realize how much of it you have the, until you're in that situation and you're just like, oh, yeah. I don't want
0: to. And, and if you're a social person, like you mentioned that you were, do you really want to be that person showing up at events and you're like in a mopey mood? And you know, every, the event maybe kind of becomes about you. So it's like, yeah, you you don't maybe it's not even hiding, you just don't want to be that distraction as well. And I think right. when you are a giver, you subconsciously think about everyone else's mood and how it's going to affect people. So you just naturally are like, okay, I need to hold it together so that I don't throw off the whole vibe of whatever's yeah. going on with, with you yeah. know, the people who just came to let their hair down and have a good time.
2: That's yeah, that's very true. Not wanting to be a burden. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you felt like you were kind of hiding from friends and family. Once people, I guess, did find out what happened or what was going on as far as you starting over, how was it handling feedback from family members during that time?
2: I don't even really remember any kind of, it was just all encouragement or apologies or just empathy or sympathy, you know? I never really got any negativity or even the constructive criticism that could have been given. I didn't even get that. People were just, their heart was just, you know, (laughs) it was very soft for me at the time. So
1: I am so glad to hear that because I think (laughs) sometimes people don't know how to read the room. (laughs) And so, you know, they use those situations as an opportunity to say what i always thought and it's like sis this yeah. is not this is not the time so the fact that you had like only words of encouragement and like people were showing empathy really warms my heart because it's like okay at least some
0: people know how to act right out here
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yeah yeah it,
0: and even if people couldn't say do anything specific for you i think that in itself is doing a lot because even if they couldn't help out financially or be there in person giving constructive criticism or giving your unsolicited opinions during a time like that can actually make it harder to push through because now it's just like an added thing that you're thinking about instead of maybe being strategic about how to start over and kind of what to do next
1: yeah i I'm just wondering this, just out of curiosity, but what motivated you to move to a new like city, get out of uh, Georgia completely? What was the motivation behind that and how's it going?
2: (laughs) So I, I really, really wanted Georgia to be my place. I wanted Atlanta to be the place where I moved there. I get married. I settle down, buy me a house, have kids. But that is not how it works. I struggled from the time. I moved to Atlanta in 2008 and I struggled big time in Atlanta but I just refused to move and so my mom um she lives in Virginia uh in the DMV area and she's been here for over 10 years and she's been trying to get me to come up here forever and I'm just like yeah no that's not no no that's that's no Mm-mm. I'm <laughs> not doing that so even after uh after uh, I, I left Louisiana, she wanted me to come then, but I went back to Atlanta. She was like, what is with you in Atlanta? Why do you keep going back to this place? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just, I wanted it to be it. But I think that last time I was just like, this is not it. Yeah. This is not it. I, um, I finally had found a job, but then in January of um, 2020, they're like, oh, we're shutting down, and then here comes COVID, and then it's like, okay, (laughs) yeah, I, I can't, I, I, I can't do this anymore with Atlanta, it's, it's been great, so, um, I just ended up applying for jobs up here, and I got a job, and so in May, I started slowly move I got an apartment like everything just fell into place very easily I got an apartment in May moved up here in July and it's just been going ever since and I absolutely love it and I was like dang hey why did I fight this so much? You know, it was, I was like Jonah in the well. Like I do not want to go to this place. (laughs) I don't want to be there. Um, I still struggle. This is going to be my second winter. I'm not used to having to still go outside when it's snowing, but I'm, I'll adjust. But other than that, it's been really nice, you know, meeting, I've met people really quickly, um formed friendships and I actually have a lot of family up here my mother's here my sister is here I have aunt here and cousins here all throughout Maryland Virginia DC area so I'm not alone but yeah I just I really enjoy being here and I don't know why I fought it so much
1: (laughs) yeah when you you know when you have a vision for like how you want things to be. It's so hard to like move away from this picture that you've painted. So it's like, and I think also because as adults, we kind of expect, okay, everything's not gonna come easy, you know, like we're gonna have some tough times. We can kind of chalk it up to, oh yeah, this is just the hard time that I need to get past. And once I get past it, things will be easy. But I've been thinking about that recently, like you do not have to struggle. Like everything, you know, I think sometimes people make it seem like, oh, you have to struggle. And we hear success stories where it's like, struggle, 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 and then something, you know, hit. But, you know, what What if it's just easy? What if everything doesn't have to be such a hard battle and things
0: just do naturally fall into place, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though you may have wanted to be in Atlanta really bad, I think the struggling experiences while being here kind of takes away from the, the enjoying the city and what it could be. If it's just not like you just keep hitting a brick wall and where you're at now, it may not have been where you want it to be initially, but I think between the family and just how things are falling into place where you're at now is a much better place just because it's easier.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, I'm so glad that, um, you can
1: describe something as easy, you know, and that you can experience ease I think that's like, if I could just wish something on everybody, it would be ease, you know? Um, And
2: sometimes I think, uh, I just read something, it was a quote or something um, where it stated that if you're afraid to do something, you should probably do it anyway, because it's probably exactly what you need or the thing that you're looking for and that's exactly that's what happened with me like I didn't want to move here and I was afraid to move here and I was just like what's really going to be different except that I'll be in a different place mm. um I went I struggled in New Orleans struggled in Atlanta and then so I'm like what's what's really going to be different you know but it really is different it is and the peace I have right now I'm not saying that life is all sunshine and rainbows I still have hard times I still struggle there's life is still hard <laughs> but I have a lot of enjoyable moments a lot more than I've actually had in years so it's it's been, and it's very it's so much peace and I like this feeling
1: yes nice. I like it for you <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Stephanie, do you have any advice that you would give to young women who are afraid of starting over?
2: Do it anyway. Because <laughs> what do you have to lose? Especially if you're in an um, a unhealthy situation or a situation that's not, that's not doing you very well. Mm-hmm. What is the worst that's going to happen that nothing is going to change? Everything is going to stay the same or it could be exactly what you need. So um, don't think about it as much, because when we think about it, we think about this whole process. We create situations in our head and the way we think also, it kind of leads to our future. So if you don't really think about it, but just do it, conquer that fear and just do it, because I feel like you have nothing to lose, especially if you're already at rock bottom. Where else can you go but up?
1: Yeah, that's true. I, I wanted to know, um, so you've talked about like the divorce where you kind of had to move and leave that situation versus, okay, now I'm, you know, just moving to Virginia and seeing how things go. What, what is the difference that you felt between um, starting over because you just had to and starting over because maybe you wanted a change?
2: Starting over because you want to change is not as scary. Mm -hmm. You're actually looking forward to it because you just you need the change. You want the change. So you look to it because um it's not as scary because you want something different, versus being forced to start over and you don't know what the future looks like, you don't know how you're gonna make it. It's so many unknowns, and it's still unknowns in the other situation also. But you're not afraid of those because you want the change. Mm. It's different than um. It's different when you ha- you're forced into something versus actually making the con- conscious decision that you want something. Mm.
0: Yeah, you're in the driver's seat. Yeah, you're you're in more control of the situation. And I kind of went through something similar to that a few years ago where. I was in a work situation where I knew it was going to have to come to an end, and so I decided to remove myself before, you know, things kind of came to a head so that I could be or feel like I was in more control of the situation and what was to come next in terms of my career. And the
2: peace you had with that was,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, initially it was scary because I was like, man, am I really going to leave a job where things are seemingly good but i was thinking like two three steps ahead and crazy enough um yeah the company did end up shutting down less than a year then from when i left i kind of was ahead of it and my coworkers who had stayed who had stayed until the end they were like man miosha like you definitely said this was coming and you got out of there and part of it was i mean who wants to be in the job market And looking for a job while you currently have one no one wants that but I was thinking in my head let me do this at my own pace and under my own terms versus walking in and them being like hey we're closing our doors
2: yeah that's the thing you you get to create your timeline when you want the change Um, you you're in control like you said you're in the driver's seat you get to create the timeline versus when you're forced into it you don't have any control over any of any of the things that's happening and it's just a little nerve-wracking
1: um so I just out of curiosity so when you think about Stephanie who you know was about to move to New Orleans and Stephanie now uh actually two questions like what's the difference between who you were then and who you are now and what are some things that you feel like you're more intentional about now having gone through all of these experiences
2: oh man the growth (laughs) um the stephanie moving to new orleans was just like so she was blind to a lot of things Mm -hmm. and impatient and um yeah i would say impatient is the biggest thing like very impatient And so now that is not the case. I have grown from that. I've healed. And now I am more intentional. Um, I'm still single, uh, but I do want to uh, have a partnership and get married again. Um, But I'm not rushing into it. I am definitely taking my time and I know what I want and what I don't want. And I know what I'm not going to put up with, and so now I know that I have the choices. I know that I can make a decision to not stay. I'm, mo- I'm more intentional about my time, so I'm not going to waste my time. And healing is very important to me now um,
1: versus then. Oh, wow, girl, I'm, I'm just sitting here like yes, so. best <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> No, but I I absolutely love that. Um, There's something that people say, so I always ask, Uh, ask this question because it's something that I always deal with so whenever anybody has gone through something you'll hear people say oh well um, like I'm glad you went through that because now you know or now you've learned all the lessons and I have kind of like a love-hate relationship with that perspective (laughs) so I want to ask you do you feel like oh man I went through all of this for a reason and I'm so glad I went through it how do you feel about that
2: man that's So I'm trying to figure this one out because I Mm -hmm. mean, out of this situation, you know, my podcast came, Mm -hmm. um, and then I moved here. So there's some good things that came out of it. However, I wouldn't choose to go through it again. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) uh, you know how there's sometimes people will be like, oh yeah, I, if I had to do it all over again, I'd do it again because you know, it was worth the lessons. No, I would not do it again. I would have waited. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I would not, you know, I, I appreciate the lessons that have been learned, the growth, the healing, the products and the blossoms that have come from it, but I would not choose it again. Yes. yes. Like that,
1: that's how I feel. I'm like, dang, God, like you couldn't have shown me these lessons in any other way. Like, okay. Come on, get creative. Give me something. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Like, hey, like, right. Yeah. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't choose to do it again. No, we'll have uh-huh. to find something else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wanted to circle back on moving to a new city. So I myself have relocated as an adult. A couple of times to a new city. And so I wanted to get your perspective in just any advice you'd give to young women if they're deciding to relocate, I would say like well into adulthood, not for like college or anything where you're kind of in a social environment naturally where you'd meet people, build a network, but moving somewhere where you're an adult, single, living by yourself. Any advice for young women who may be interested in moving or afraid to move now that, you know, they're kind of out of that phase where they may feel like it's easier to be social?
2: Yeah. Um, Do your research. Wherever it is that you want to go, if you don't already know someone there or someone that has lived there that can kind of help you figure out the good areas to live in, you want to actually, you really want to do your research. And if you have the opportunity to actually Go there a couple of times to, before you move just to kind of check it out, spend a weekend, hang out, do some apartment hunting physically there. Do that if you can. Also, depending on what things you need, like... Um, social areas or church organizations like I volunteer with the organization and um, I look for it wherever I go because I want to continue doing it so that's one thing that I need to make sure is there so those things that you know you want to continue within your life or uh, activities search again to make sure that it's available in that city and and don't rush into it you know, uh, if you have the space and the time to take your time to do it, to really find that that perfect place for you, take your time and actually do it. I know it's exciting and you're ready to go and move <laughs> and try all these new things in a new city, but you don't want to get there and feel like, oh, I made too many, I rushed into too many different things. So take your time and actually look for the things, the places that you're going to call home, because um, you don't want to get there and then you move every year after because you just you know yeah this is not quite it let me keep looking so (laughs) look in the beginning (laughs) take your time and look in the beginning and maybe even you know that social media is huge nowadays you can always look for people and make friends before you even get there and I did that I did that through Instagram um before I even got here I met one uh one woman and she's like one of my great friends and um but you also have clubhouse like you can get on clubhouse and just do a room on moving in the area that you want to move into and meet women or people there that are already there and connect with them and then when you actually get here or when you visit you can hang out with them and meet them and they can kind of help show you the ropes or whatever. So
1: uh use whatever resources you have. Yeah. Okay. Because you've lived in New Orleans, Atlanta, and the DMV, which place has the best food?
2: <laughs> uh, uh, New Orleans really does have some good food. I gained a lot of weight living in New Orleans now. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to say uh,
1: New Orleans, yeah. Okay, okay as long as that's not DMV, because I have a friend who lives over there and she's like, we have better food than Atlanta. And, you know, I'm like, girl, I'm not going back and forth with you.
2: <laughs> I mean, this- so you have, like, we're close to Baltimore. The seafood here is pretty good, you know, being close to Baltimore and the water and things like that. And there's some really good places, but yeah, I'm still going to stick with New Orleans for the food.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of the DMV being known for food I'd, no. I'd have to agree with you on new orleans like you go visit food is number one yeah you're eating the whole time <laughs>
1: yeah i
2: could really use some gumbo right about now <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man well um thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the girlfriends and Girls podcast if you haven't subscribed already please go ahead and do that now if you're listening on apple Podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you like this video. Um, also, our time together does not have to end here. You've heard our thoughts, and we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals Podcast, where we'll continue this conversation throughout the next week. Until next time, bye. 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 bye.